The next generation, we need to make sure that they understand America's founding principles and what makes this country so great. Yet in this battle of ideas and increasing cancel culture that we're facing in America today, how do we accomplish that objective? And is it something that you can do with just the short game in mind, or do we need the long game to focus on? Today, my guest is the new president of the Young America's Foundation and the former governor of Wisconsin. Scott Walker joins me on today's edition of Jimmy at the Crossroads to talk about that exact topic and their new project, The Long Game. Jimmy at the Crossroads, coming to you in partnership with The Washington Examiner with yours truly, Jimmy Sangenberger, starts right now. Gonna talk money, gonna talk politics. We're for all generations. Oh, what a great mix, I said. Gonna talk money, gonna talk politics. Grateful all generations. Oh, what a great mix. I got Jimmy and the Crossroads making sense out of nonsense. Come on, Jimmy, what you got? Hello, my friends, and welcome to another edition of Jimmy at the Crossroads. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger, once again, coming to you in partnership with the Washington Examiner. And it is such a pleasure and a privilege to be with you today. We're going to talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart and has been for so many years since I was 13 and first getting involved in politics. And that is winning over and engaging young people and America's founding principles and just helping them to understand why this country is so special. If you have not subscribed to the YouTube channel, please do youtube.com slash Jimmy at the Crossroads. And of course, the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and Google Podcasts. We're going to be making some changes, doing some exciting stuff. Got some new live stream programming we're about to launch. So keep tabs for that. And of course, be sure to follow our friends at the Washington Examiner at WashingtonExaminer.com. Today, I am so pleased to be joined by a man who I greatly admire, who I watched very closely from Colorado when he was governor of Wisconsin. He is now the president of the Young America's Foundation, which has just launched an exciting and important new project called The Long Game. Governor Scott Walker joins me here on Jimmy at the Crossroads. Sir, welcome to the program. It's good to have you. Thanks for having me on. Great to be with you. I appreciate you taking the time today, especially because we're at an important, critical crossroads in our country. And, you know, we just finished up the Holy Week, and it was certainly a wonderful time across the country as more people were getting back into churches and being able to enjoy time with their families. And I'd love for you to start by just reflecting on this moment as we're starting to reopen before we dive into the long game stuff. Well, for, probably for, for you, it was like me. It was the first time my mom and our family was all together in church, in person uh, for uh, for Easter, for anything, really. We obviously missed Easter last year and Christmas, uh, but it was great to be in person. We said we it's just amazing. My mom said how much she missed hearing live church music, not just seeing it online or on TV, but physically being together. What a great celebration. Of course, I sometimes scratch my head thinking we've all gotten vaccinated 
And so I still don't understand why there's some in Washington and some in our state governments who are still freaked out, particularly for those who've already gotten the shot. But that's that's for a, a discussion as we go on the program. But it is a great time. And uh, what a perfect time for those of us who are Christians as we celebrate the resurrection uh, to have a bit of new life in our, our own sense in, in terms of getting back, uh, maybe not back to normal, but back to something that at least resembles what we had a year ago. Amen. I mean, this is one of those challenging moments in American history, but it's also a time, I think, to really reflect on our founding principles. Mm -hmm. That is to say what this country was built upon, which is the idea of government protecting individual rights, and that we come together as a country with that purpose in mind, with the idea of preserving and protecting liberty. In a moment, we'll get to the specifics of the long game, but speak to that for a moment, please, because I think when you're bringing out a project like yeah. this, this is a critical moment for that. Well, and it's so incredibly important, both at the federal and at the state level. Uh, just a, in the last week, the Wisconsin State Supreme Court yet again ruled against the current governor, a Democrat in Wisconsin, saying he had overstepped his bounds. And it was a great reminder here, as it is across the nation, that you don't get to violate the Constitution. You don't get to ignore it just because there's a pandemic or an emergency going on, that our founders, all the way back to the great patriots who put this country together, had a great vision. And they put in place, obviously, a very high bar uh, for the states and the people to alter or in any way adjust that constitution. No one person gets to change it. And that's really been tested this last year. As you see all across the country, people stepping in, and, and not only in, in, in terms of freedom to assembly, but particularly freedom of speech and, and the ability to, to be free and to have those freedoms. So this mom more than ever, I think, is one of those times where I hope people, as we, we open up again across America, uh, start to reflect and realize how important it is to safeguard those freedoms, not just for ourselves, but for future generations. Again, we're talking with former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker here on Jimmy at the Crossroads. Now president, just took office of the position of the Young America's Foundation in the past few months. And congratulations on that. You are already off to the races with a program, as I said, I think is so important because, look, our nation depends upon the next generation. You mentioned it in promotional materials for the long game. Ronald Reagan. Of course, he was the guy behind the Reagan Ranch originally, which is big headquarters place for YAF. He was all about the idea that, that you know, America is no more than one generation away from extinction. And we have to remember that. So tell us a little bit about the genesis of this project called yeah. The Long Game, Governor Walker. Yeah, so YAF's been around for a while. It goes all the way back to William F. Buckley in the 60s. Reagan himself was one of the early leaders even before he was in office and really focused on college campuses, just how left things were even back then. But things have changed so much since. Uh, even though Young America's Foundation, YF, is on more than 2,000 campuses where they support conservative students across the country, that's still not enough. When you look at society today, you see that America really is under siege, not only on our college campuses, but increasingly in our culture, even in our communications when it comes to the censorship from big tech. And so the left didn't start doing this overnight. It goes all the way back to the 1960s with Saul Linsky. You see the efforts to get involved in not only higher ed, but education in general, into culture, into media, now into social media. We've got to fight back and we've got to have a plan to not only win the battles of the day, which we need to be engaged in, but really to win the war for the heart and soul of this great republic. And that's what the long game's all about. In fact, 
If people want a free copy, we'll send you one absolutely free of our 12-point action plan, The Long Game. Just go to yaf.org, yaf.org slash long game, and we'll send you a copy so you can see exactly what we're talking about in great detail. Governor Walker, what is The Long Game, and why do you use the name long game. Are you thinking that this is actually going to take a little bit of time to percolate and develop and it's not going to be an instantaneous change that we'll have in this country? It is. We have. Yeah. And I'm, a, I'm one of those hurry up and get it done kind of guys. So mm-hmm. it's a combination between not ceding any ground of the battles of the day. So no way should people misinterpret that to mean that we only care about the future. Yes. But we've, as we set out and battle the battles we have right now, we can routinely have them on college campuses and high schools. We just had a couple big wins just this past week and things we ex- exposed uh, in colleges and universities and high schools across the country. And, and we're able to turn things around and get it back on the right track. So we're involved. We're engaged in the battles. But the long game really says, hey, the left has been at this for so long. This isn't all going to change just in one news cycle. Heck, it's not even going to change in one presidential cycle. It does take a long game. We're not talking 100 years. We're not even talking 60 years. We're talking several years into the future. But while we're engaged in important battles right now, we've got to have a multi-year plan. And so for us, it's simple. It's 12 action items. It's not just some white paper. It's things like getting involved on all 4,000 college and university campuses across the country. It's about not only getting involved in college with more speakers, with more programs, with more social media, with more technology. Uh, It's also talking about going not only into high school, but into junior high and even when needed into our elementary school uh, age uh, students, because we see the left is indoctrinating or trying to indoctrinate our students younger and younger. So one of our action items is to give parents of elementary school kids the tools, the materials to counter all the things that are being taught to hate America, the 1619 Project and things like that. We want to give them information about the strength of our founders, things you've been involved with for years, the the wonders of our founding principles, the Judeo-Christian values the country is founded on. We know that the effort from the left to cancel, the whole cancel culture idea, is for our students at any age not to get access uh, to the facts because the facts are on our side. When we tell our story, we win. I think that's so true, uh, Governor Walker. And when you talk about the long game in this idea, why I think it is perfectly named, because I've identified that 1913, for example, was a very critical year in the changing dynamics of America and the growth in the size and scope of the U.S. federal government. Woodrow Wilson became president. We had the 16th and 17th Amendments, and we had the Federal Reserve Act. And at that point in time, you can look back there and you can see from there the markers of a changing society and growth of government. And the the left has recognized that you need to play the long game and sort of work your way incrementally to get to the point where we are, say, today. And they've had that long game strategy. And I think conservatives have been lacking in that to a great degree, former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. Well, you're absolutely right. And then one feeds the other. We have saw for years, I was a, a child of the 80s. I came of age under President Ronald Reagan. I was just going off uh, to college at the end of his time in office. But I think about back in the late 80s into the 90s, yeah, for sure, there were left-wing professors still dominant on our college campuses. But at least you could have a debate. You could have a discussion. My kids are 25 and 26 when Matt and Alex were in college, it had got decisively more liberal 
But even there, things have changed even the last year or two where on college campuses, it's not just politically correct. It's not just that's run amok. It's literally gotten to the point where on many campuses, uh, conservative students can't even speak up, not only for fear of getting a bad grade from the professor, but from being literally uh, figuratively and sometimes even worse attacked by fellow students. Uh, we've had case after case. It's part of why one of our big initiatives for the long game is to not just react to free speech cases, but to go out and aggressively seek them out. The good news is the Constitution is still valid. Uh, we can invoke that in every instance we need it uh, to fight back against colleges, universities, not only in terms of administrators, but sometimes even student government. And one of the recent big wins we had was at UC Berkeley, of all places, where they claimed to be for free speech, but they effectively shut our speakers down uh, by putting in these high-level security fees, by prohibiting them from speaking after three in the afternoon, by not allowing the local students to advertise. These are all clear barriers uh, where they put the heavy hand of the left on campus against conservatives being able to speak out. We won that battle. And we will invoke the Constitution everywhere we need. And we got good partners. Alliance Defending Freedom and others are, are willing to step up and partner with us. And we're going to use the Constitution. We want to win in the court of public opinion, but we'll use the court of law if need be. Governor, when we talk about college campuses, uh, 2011 is the year you became governor. It's also the year I graduated from college at Regis University mm -hmm. in Denver. And I have returned to the campus and I have a friend who's a professor and I've talked with students. And when I was at the campus from 2008 from two, to 2011, I hosted a conservative political talk show on the campus. And then I went on to AM talk radio from there. I also was on the student newspaper writing articles that were very conservative. And I have been told by students and faculty alike that I could not do today the kinds of things I did back then at this point on college campuses. And I got to tell you, Governor, that is deeply disheartening. Well, it is. And that's why there aren't many, but there are some liberals like Bill Meyer and others, you know, he's on HBO, obviously, who to his credit have said this is wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, there are others who don't consider themselves conservatives, but in a free society, I mean, this is the kind of crap you expect in Chinese, uh, communist uh, Chinese uh, government. Uh, from the CCP. You don't expect it here in America, the land of the free. The Constitution guarantees free speech. But frankly, it should be most revered on our college campuses. And yet today, that's where it's the most under threat. Uh, and it's this pushback. And again, many administrators, chancellors, presidents, others claim to be for free speech, but they don't have any teeth behind it. So you effectively have what we call heckler vetoes. Even if they are allowed to come in in the first place, if you allow protesters to riot and shut people down, that's not free speech. Uh, but the left increasingly buys into this. It's part of this long-term plan. I mean, heck, look at this, not only on campus, but Lester Holtz, the anchor of the NBC Nightly News last week in accepting an award, actually said out loud that he thought fairness was overrated. Uh, mm. Can you imagine someone like Walter Cronkite saying that many decades ago? No, it's outrageous. But his view was the elites... You know, those in the know, in his yeah. case, the coastal elites, they know what the facts are. And so they're not going to give both sides of the issue if they think that one side is in fact based. Imagine that NBC News last fall before the election said that Donald Trump's claim that there'd be a vaccine by the end of the year uh, was false when they fact checked it, that it would take a miracle. And yet two months later, 
they were reporting that Pfizer had some of the first tests and gave hope for an end to the pandemic. Mm. Um, we can't rely on legacy news outlets like that. We can't rely on college administrators to be fair. We've got to step up and invoke the Constitution, use the law, and, and use other means to make sure we have a level playing field. We're talking with former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker. Just a couple minutes left with you, Governor. Of course, now the president of the Young America's Foundation, which just initiated the long game. Again, yaf.org slash long game is where to go to check it out. We're talking about college level. But now let's go to the K through 12 level. I mean, for years, I had the privilege of running an organization called Liberty Day Institute, which educated fifth grade kids on the U.S. Constitution, the American government. Now, it wasn't partisan. It wasn't political. It was just the basic facts and foundational principles and ideas of this country about the three branches of government, how a bill becomes a law, why it's so important to make sure that we have checks and balances in these three branches of government. You can see a video that we had come out with at the Liberty Day Institute of a presentation with Jefferson Quincy Washington III, Esquire. This is several years old now. But in the classroom, meeting these kids where they are at, and that's why when I saw that the long game specifically states we cannot wait until students are in college or even high school to start making an impact on their beliefs, I resonated with that so much, Governor Walker. Please talk to us a little bit about that aspect of the long game plan. Yeah, a number of points and a number of the action items in the long game about that. I know you talk about preteens, middle school, high or junior high. Uh, for me, I was 13 when Ronald Reagan first ran for president in 1980. I know what a tremendous impact he had on me, not only as a conservative, but as an optimist. And so we know we've got to go younger. We've got to get more involved. We've got to get members there. Even elementary school, I'll give you a, a, just a wild example. We have a tip line. Uh, every week we're putting out wild things that happen in colleges and schools across the country. This one, though, back in February really shocked me. It was not in San Francisco or New York City. It was in Ames, Iowa. The, the local uh, school district there was outed uh, by some of our students at Iowa State who gave us a tip where they said the government-run school district partnered with BLM, the organization, for something that had little or nothing to do with Black History Month. It was all about radical indoctrination, so much so that they had curriculum from preschool all the way to seniors in high school. And in the preschool and kindergarten curriculum, they gave the kids coloring pages uh, that allowed them to color pictures of transgender individuals telling them they could pick whether they wanted to be a boy or a girl or something in between. That's just wrong. Uh, that's just fundamentally wrong, not just on the, the morals or what you think about transgenderism, but, but just the idea that kids that young shouldn't be exposed to any of that, no matter what your beliefs are. They should be learning how to play with each other and read and start to prepare for math. But that's what's happening as young as preschool age, We've got to counter with that. We've got to counter in particular with giving elementary school parents and teachers, because remember, another one of our, our, yes. our action items is there's a lot of teachers out there, not just conservative teachers, but a lot of teachers who just want to be fair, who just want to give the facts, who love their kids and want to be a, a, an objective source uh, for children and their families going forward. So one of the other action items is to give them a network to support educators from kindergarten to 12th grade, and then another group for professors in college who as well just want to be fair. I have to tell you that in talking with countless fifth grade teachers here in Colorado and across the country, when I was running Liberty Day Institute, 
they lack resources more than anything because there just isn't a focus. And teachers need those tools. If I can help in any way, please, by all means, I'd be happy to. But I think that's so critical. Final question for you, Governor Walker, and I really appreciate your time today. What is the ultimate vision of the long game at the Young America's Foundation? Well, we, we look ahead and we think one of the best things we could do is make sure that every young person in America has access to our founding principles, uh, an understanding of why uh, our great founders were patriots, an understanding of those Judeo-Christian values. And then the ultimate goal is you level the playing field. I am firmly convinced that conservative ideas win the day. Uh, that I, I specifically believe that's why the cancel culture is so prevalent. They don't want anybody to even hear about it, let alone kids, anybody, uh, to hear about the successes. It's why they went after me years ago with 100,000 protesters and eventually a recall election. They wanted to cancel us out. They wanted to intimidate and marginalize us. That's what they're doing to students every day. So our ultimate goal, level the playing field, teach young people about objective American history, teach young people about basic economics. We know the facts on our side. And as conservatives, we believe not only will we win the day politically, ideologically, but we think more importantly, that's the best recipe for success. Instead of playing identity politics where you pit one group of Americans versus another, our goal is simple. We love America and we want everyone in this country to have access to the freedoms and opportunities that were handed on to us by our parents and our grandparents. We want the same for them and every future generation. That's what the long game is all about. Fantastic. Now, I appreciate your time and I appreciate what you're doing. And that again, long game vision. There are battles here and now that we need to be waging, but we also need to have our eye on the ultimate prize, which is the preservation of our liberties in this country and the Constitution. And that doesn't happen overnight. It takes a long time, especially when the left has been so good at playing the long game. Once again, that website, Governor Walker. It is yaf.org slash long game. You're a student, we'd love to sign you up for our programs. If you know a student, maybe it's someone in your family, a neighbor kid or others, or you just want to help out. Again, join us. We need everyone we can in this fight because it's for the heart and soul of our great republic. Former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker, president now of the Young America's Foundation. Thank you so much for your time today, sir. Really appreciate it and best of luck with the project and what everything that you're doing now as president at YAF. Thank you. Good to be with you and keep fighting for freedom. You as well. Thanks. And and mean harmonica. I loved the intro. I have one here. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you. You you win the week for that one. That's well, better than any I've had plenty <laughs> of good discussions, but you can't end better than than on a nice riff like oh, that. Oh, bad. Well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Once again, former Wisconsin Governor Scott Walker joining us here on Jimmy at the Crossroads, now president of the Young America's Foundation. And folks, he's talking about the long game, which is fundamental to how we win the future, how we preserve liberty and protect the United States Constitution and all that it affords us. The left has understood for well over a century now, that in order to be victorious in growing their government control and expanding the size and scope of government, they need to look at incremental steps at the long game. Yes, we do absolutely need to address the issues here and now. 
We absolutely need to fight the battles of our time. But we need to have an eye toward the future in all of those things. Combat what's happening now and also have a goal that we are always fighting toward, looking to reach, which is that idea of the preservation of American liberty and taking incremental steps wherever possible and action item after action item must be accomplished in order to do that. That's why I really appreciate the 12 points of the long game at the Young America's Foundation. And I appreciate Governor Scott Walker joining us today to talk about that very important initiative. I can't stress how critical it is to make sure we are in the classroom from elementary school, middle school, high school, college. We focus on college. It's not just about the college. It's not even just about the high school level. It's also about the middle and elementary schools. And it's about the public policy fights. It's holistic. The left has understood that it's time we get our head in the game, our head in the long game as conservatives who want to preserve, protect, and defend the Constitution of the United States. By the way, before we go, we've got some big stuff coming up. We're going to be in the next couple of weeks launching a live Monday show that will run at 11 Mountain Time, where I'm broadcasting that time zone, 1 p.m. Eastern Time. We're going to be shaking up the podcast. We've got some exciting things coming here on Jimmy at the Crossroads, and we want you to be along for the ride, especially because, folks, Matouche Magic is back. I'm Jimmy Sangenberger. That is it for us today here on this edition of Jimmy at the Crossroads. And as always, it is such a pleasure and a privilege to be with you. Subscribe to the YouTube channel and to the podcast on whichever podcast platform is your favorite. My thanks to Matouche Magic for producing today, to our partners at the Washington Examiner, and of course to you for watching, subscribing, and sharing our content. Please share this video if you liked it. Have a great day, and as always, may God bless America. Talking politics, great for generations. Oh, what makes I got Jimmy and the Crossroads making sense out of nothing. No sense. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>